when I was reviewing the uh, gospel this week, I thought about a story about one of my nephews. So I, I have three nephews, and the youngest is Luke, who recently turned nine years old. And I have kind of a special bond with Luke because uh, my first Mass of Thanksgiving was actually his first communion. And I was able to give him the Lord in the Eucharist on my very first day celebrating the Mass as a priest. And Luke is kind of a problem solver, and I sort of just like the way, like the way his brain works. I like to see him solve problems and come to different conclusions. But I can remember when he was five years old, he was learning the words to the Our Father. And, of course, because it was like 2015 back then, it's on video because, you know, you have to videotape all of these things now. And in that cute, kiddish voice, you know, reciting the Our Father, with one minor edit, he said, Our Father, who works in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I just remember we all thought that that was super funny at the time. And, but, you know, being a priest and all, I sort of tend to ponder these things a little bit more. And Jesus says in our gospel today, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from, hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. This was one of those moments where a little boy approaching the age of reason was able to conclude, well, God is in heaven and God does things for us, so God must work in heaven. And although the words were incorrect, isn't that exactly what God actually does for us? He works on our behalf with the Father to send the Holy Spirit in hope to bring all of us to him. And it's an amazing thought. It's an amazing truth, and it was revealed to one of the little ones. And now, at this point in life, despite my best efforts, I've become kind of a learned man, surprisingly, but I'm still working on the wise part. And I found myself telling the following story a few times recently to, to some people that I'm close to, and, and I don't think anyone here has heard it yet, except for maybe Justin, who's serving today, and my parents at home, of course, know it, so, but I'll share it with all of you today. Some of you may have had children whose birthdays were sort of right near the cutoff date of when they had to start school, and so I was one of those kids, and my parents had to make the decision whether to have me start kindergarten or wait another year. So they decided, let's just go for it. So they started me early. And I could remember on the first day of class, we had to draw a house. And I usually describe my drawing that day as a dome-like structure, kind of maybe a little bit more of an igloo than a house, per se. And my teacher told me, well, that's not a house. And then she explained to my parents that I wasn't ready to be in kindergarten. And as a result of that event, I always kind of felt a little bit dumb. I sort of didn't like school. And I realized that my experience in the classroom, that first experience was a failing, uh, that, that I didn't measure up. Now, I don't blame this on anyone at all. I don't blame my parents. I don't blame my teacher. It was simply sort of the way that I perceived that first experience of like, oh, I, d I didn't do it right. And, and I sort of carried that with me. And despite this sort of intellectual inadequacy that I felt and, and that I even still feel up until this day, I ended up receiving a massive amount of education. I mean, I finally finished with uh, eight years of seminary and five years in Rome. And 
and that amazes me, <laughs> you know, still to this day, and I think my parents as well, because they know what a cross for me it was to be in the classroom all those years. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. Somehow, some way, the Lord allowed me to be effective, even with my inadequacy. And we write, remember the example of St. Paul. St. Paul is one of those men, he begged God three times to remove the thorn in his flesh. And we don't exactly know what the thorn in Paul's flesh was, but it was some sort of inadequacy. But this didn't stop the Lord from loving Paul and making him one of the most effective people in the foundation of all of Christianity. If we're yoked to Christ, if we're linked to him, he can redeem our inadequacies and our shortcomings. But we may always retain sort of the pain of our own difficulty, that pain of our, our difficulty, which keeps us humble in the sight of the Lord. And this is a gift. Uh, sometimes it feels like a curse, but this is truly a gift so that we don't become so wise and learned that we don't see God we don't see the truth himself, just like the Pharisees and the scribes missed him when he was right in front of him in the actual flesh. There's a future great saint that dealt with this smallness of character whose name is Luisa Picaretta. And Luisa has been named a servant of God by the church. And she's really a saint for our time, having died in 1947. And one of the greatest miracles of her life, and, and there are truly many, many in her life, is that for 60 years she lived on the Eucharist alone. And this should be shocking to all of us, even us Catholics. But there are people alive today, some who became priests, who were young boys when they were in that household and saw this happen, saw this miracle. By obedience, the clergy, the clergy gave her a small amount of regular food each day. But it would come back up, but fragrant and whole as if she'd never chewed it at all. And this points to one unbelievably important and profound thing. It points to the importance of the Eucharist, that it's not just a symbol, but it's truly the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Louisa was confined to her bed for most of her life, and she only had a first grade education level. She was effectively hidden from the world, yet she records hundreds and hundreds of pages of dialogue between her and Jesus. Jesus once said to Louisa in one of the dialogues, Listen, I went round the earth over and over again. I looked at all creatures, and one by one, in order to find the littlest of all. Among many I found you, the littlest of all. I liked your littleness, and I chose you. I entrusted you to my angels so that they might keep you, not to make you grow, but to preserve your littleness. This is so much the opposite of what we see in the world today, where we try to make ourselves big or important. Jesus searched the world to find the smallest person that he can find when he found Louisa. And God revealed what was hidden from the wise and the learned and taught her about living in the divine will of God. Now, just before this Mass and before every Mass, I offer a prayer to the Lord. And if my prayer is kind of on point this day, and 
uh, Justin, one of our seminarians who's serving today, has heard it many times at this point. Um, I pray that I celebrate the Mass worthily and well for the people of God, that all of us who serve the Mass do that. I make a firm intention to confect the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord on the altar. And I offer the Mass intention for the day. Then I ask the Lord to help me celebrate the Mass as if it was my first Mass, my last Mass, and my only Mass. Then I ask all to join me in a Hail Mary. And I ask for the intercession of Servant of God, Louisa Picaretta, who I just mentioned, and for Our Lady of Humility's intercession. And I like to say she's been humiliating me ever since. <laughs> but again, it's important for us to understand our own smallness and our own humility. And in all seriousness, I, we, all of us here today, we're just tiny specks in the grand scheme of things. But we are unique and unrepeatable specks, loved by God more than we could possibly imagine. So if you'd be willing to humble yourselves with me before the Lord, I'd like to pray the litany of humility. And you can feel free to join me in silence, or if you're familiar with the responses, uh, please feel free to respond aloud. Oh Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. This life is not about our placement in this world or our identity with anything in this world. Our identity is as beloved sons and daughters of Jesus Christ that willingly accept a lower place on this earth in hopes of arriving in the highest place with him in heaven. As St. John the Baptist said, he must increase but I must decrease. Our Lady of Humility, pray for us.